Welcome to China Horse Business, the one and only podcast about Chinese booming horse market. I'm your host Zoe King, founder and CEO of Wonder Horse from Shanghai, discovering the wonder of horse world. Hi everyone, my name is Ariane. I knew Zoe back to our times in Paris. Very happy to join the episode. Hi Ariane, welcome to the show. You used to be a very successful journalist on TV in Paris, then in Shanghai. Now you are a freelance key opinion influencer in lifestyle. How exciting! Well, indeed, I enjoy all challenges and、uh, adventures very much in my life. As a matter of fact, I hold myself a weekly podcast related to European lifestyle on Himalaya Channel. I know. I listen to it every week. Big fan. You got twenty-two thousand listeners for your podcast. Very impressive. I will put、Thank、the、you. information of your podcast in today's show note. Irene, why podcast is becoming popular in China? Well, first of all, I think the podcast grows with other social media's in China in this very digital society. Secondly, very important, I think Chinese are very eager to learn. The podcast is considered more than an entertainment. It is also a very important source of knowledge. Totally agree. During the coronavirus outbreak and the restriction to work at home, we do find more podcasts and more listeners on Himalaya. I hope you are getting more listeners too. Now let's start today's program with China Club section. Well, I would like to introduce you to Chengdu Hopway Equestrian Club. Founded in 2009, the club is located in a complex. Having been used as Chinese modern pantheon training center, two outdoor arena are surrounded by three giant buildings, public tribune, indoor gymnasiums, and press center. There's one more arena with carriage connecting to the clubhouse. The club has sixty-eight horses and over one thousand members. Eighty percent of their members are kids. As one of the leading clubs in Chengdu in the southwest area in China, Chengdu Hopway Equestrian Club collaborates with Dongguan Camelot Equestrian Club to co-organize the Camelot Series Chengdu Step in the beginning of November. It is a two-star CSO FEI competition, part of Chinese Equestrian Association's China Two. Over two hundred horse and riders combinations from thirty-five clubs will participate in this three-day competition, which attracts eight thousand visitors. Zoe, the Longjing Global Champions Tour in Shanghai is supposed to take place from May eight to ten this year. Under current situation, do you think there's any change? Yes, I heard from my source that the Longjing Global Champions Tour in Shanghai will be postponed on October twenty-three to twenty-five. The official announcement has not been made yet. I think the organizer has made this decision with the highest precaution relating to the coronavirus outbreak. Therefore, there will be no big equestrian competition in the first half of this year in China. All are concentrated in the second half of the year. My recommendation for foreign brands and organizations is to not wait and do nothing during this period of time before realizing it is too late when the competition and everything back to the track. 
I think it's a good time to really refresh their strategy in China and prepare for the market reboots. It is important to turn the risk into opportunity. Well, in today's China Q and A, I have a question for you: Is Shanghai government taking any measures to support the sport industry during this difficult time? How do you read into it? Yes, Shanghai Sport Bureau published recently twelve measures. To boost the sport industry, the reduction of sport venue rental and the allowance for competition organization are mentioned in these twelve measures. The government encourages also the sport industry to innovate their business in line with the big data, online sport, and home sport trends and technologies. As to sports lottery. Every sales point will receive from five hundred to five thousand RMB allowance, and their commission will be raised to one percent from their reopening to the end of June. This announcement reaffirms the position of Shanghai government in supporting sport industry with all resources in their power. It's expected all negative impact of coronavirus will be officially ended in June. Even though the situation is pretty much under control now. Well, Zoe, you told me that the winter time here is the high season for Australia racing there. Absolutely, high season both for racing and horse auctions. Normally, many Chinese horse owners will fly to Australia to buy horses, and many Chinese tourists will go to race courses to see races in this period of time. But it is of course affected by the coronavirus outbreak, since there are travel restrictions for Chinese to come to Australia for the moment.、Mm-hmm. And you interviewed James Rawls, general manager of Australian Turf Club.、Uh, let's listen to his China story. We have a, a long,、uh, a long-standing effort in relation to、uh, an Australia-China strategy at the Australian Turf Club. We've just got very strong relationships in the China market. Whilst we're still, you know, in a, in a development phase of what we're doing, it takes a number of years to continue to build our relationships and our network.、Uh, we place、uh, a high priority on China, and that's exemplified in that charity fundraising that we. We're held in our function,、um, mm. you know, which which was a, a significant donation、um, alongside our partners、um, to to purchase、um, face masks,、um, you know, for the Chinese community, and and I think、uh, it's it's really important at times like this to to、uh, be supportive, and you know, when you invest in long term relationships and partnerships. A key effort is to be there.、Um, I think through through all situations and and be there for a long time. The horse racing culture in China dates back several hundred years,、um, so there's a very strong connection、uh, to horse racing in China. But there's also a considerable development of horse racing、uh, in in various jurisdictions.、We've、got more horse owners, more people interested in horse racing. So. At the Australian Turf Club, we try to provide an opportunity for all levels、um, of people involved in horse racing, whether that's government, racing administration, horse owners, horse breeders, or、um, direct participants, with、mm-hmm. the opportunity to come to Sydney, experience 
world-class horse racing and also potentially even learn from what we're doing as a, as a business. So, um, and look, we have various events which we've tailored to the Chinese market, like the Chinese Festival of Racing. We regularly visit China and we provide a lot of information via our website and also via WeChat yeah. um, to assist um, with people, um, you know, uh, being informed about how to come racing, you know, to, to, to show what the racing product is to the Chinese race goer. So we're, we're proactive in providing, um, you know, showcases um, in China and also visiting, um, you know, key groups uh, who wish for us to talk and like our maybe example of our event in Shanghai last year. Um, where we yes. give people the chance to to be, have a rich experience of even touching on one of our famous trophies. Do you think the experience and the hospitality aspect is also appealing to horse owners or potential owners, or what's the other aspect they may be interested in? Obviously, the hospitality race day experience is fantastic. It is very attractive to them, but I think the accessibility to become part of the ownership model in Australia. Um, which is not only uh, offers a lot of uh, enjoyment, it also offers, uh, you know, the, the financial returns and the sustainability. So a very good example of that um, is Mr. Yusheng Zhang, who, who uh, is a, um, a slot holder in the Everest. Um, you know, he, yes. he uh, became involved in Sydney racing and then became a horse owner. So, you know, I think having a, uh, one of the world's most successful and, and financially viable models for, for horse racing and horse racing business um, adds, um, you know, a significant amount to, to um, you know, what, we, uh, what our offering is. So we don't just offer the experience on the day. It extends to a tourism experience in Sydney. So you can couple that with a holiday, but then there are also business opportunities um, or what we call a sporting business opportunity mm -hmm. uh, available. So, yeah, so I think there's multiple advantages to, to what's offered in Sydney racing. Apart from the business uh, cooperation and business investment opportunities, did you or will you cooperate with Chinese racing clubs in terms of know-how and uh, technical support or technical training? Yes, um, and look, we've we've hosted uh, uh, a number of groups, um, both either for, at a local government level and from race clubs. Um, there are some Chinese jockeys currently riding in our jurisdiction. Um, so, yes, we, we certainly have, and we continue to, to make that opportunity available to any club which, which is looking at uh, advancing its facilities or its racing operations uh, or its overall racing product mm -hmm. um, to, 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 to take that chance on a, on a study or learning mission. To, to, to take a look at what happens in Sydney. James, what's mm -hmm. your opinion on the development of Chinese racing industries in the next, uh, let's say, five years? Yeah, look, there's been some really um, uh, uh, impressive developments uh, over the last five to ten years in, in China. Um, you've only got to look at a facility like uh, the Hong Kong Jockey Club's facility uh, in, in Chongfa, 
um, as an example, but also um, year-long investments. You're seeing high-quality race courses being um, built, management teams being developed with um, you know world-class experts um, to facilitate racing, um, and you're seeing a well-structured industry develop um, in China, where which is so. I think it's it's very impressive at the speed of which that's developing and also the key learnings which a number of groups are taking from the world's leading jurisdictions and applying those into China. So I think, as I said to the horse racing culture in China runs many years and uh, people, particularly in some of those more rural regions, Mm -hmm. have a very close affinity to, to the horse. So you can see them being very interested in uh, horse racing as a cultural activity, the you can you can see that it's really headed in a, a, um, in, a in a very promising direction. When's your next visit to China? Look, probably I would think around the August September period, we try and visit the market. Possibly the Yulong race meeting in September could also be a, a race meeting we attend. Thank you very much, James. Great, Zoe. Great, good to talk. Thank you. Thank you for your time. See you. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Zoe, you invited me to the Longines Prix de Diane when I was in Paris. I love the vibe in the race horse. It's a kind of mix of excitement, elegance and passion. It is amazing to have all these incredible sensations all together. You got it. I personally love racing. As James said, it is a combination of excitement and business. How great it is. Can't wait to go back to the racehorse again with you. Me too. Maybe we can go and visit James next time in Sydney. Wow, it sounds great. I like the idea. Well, let me get to plan it. Irene, thank you for hanging out today. You're welcome. See you soon. See you. Bye. Bye, Zoe. This podcast is produced by Wonder Horse, equine business solution provider and bespoke platform for Chinese equine community. I'm your host, Zui King. See you next Monday on China Horse Business.